0: Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Wesley, Senior Pastor of Greater Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. Our mission is to reach, teach, and baptize throughout the world, beginning in our community, fulfilling the Great Commission by the power and presence of the Holy Spirit until Jesus returns. That simply means we're here to reach irreligious people and turn them into lifelong devoted followers of Jesus, equip them for a place of service in the church, and send them out on a mission for Christ in the world. We're glad you're with us today. I command blessings on you and your family today. to direct your attention tonight to a passage of scripture that I know at least two, three hundred people in our church are familiar with it because we dealt with it. The latest did in the last of uh, the coffee tea of me. So it's Luke's gospel, chapter two, verses 41 through 52. Now I'd like to read it in your hearing. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days And as they were returning, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not they turned back again to Jerusalem seeking him and it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the doctors both hearing them and asking them questions and all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers and when they saw him meaning Mary and Joseph they were amazed and his mother said unto him son why hast thou thus dealt with us behold thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing and he said unto them how is it that you sought me Wished you not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus Increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. This is the word of God for the people of God. I want to preach from this subject tonight the turning point. The turning point. When we were preparing, uh, when the ladies were preparing for Coffee, Tea, and Me, and we were discussing the passage, someone sent me T.D. Jake's version of the interpretation as he laid it out, and I listened. And there was something about what he had to say that I thought was worth Bring to your attention tonight. And while I'm not him, and nor am I trying to mimic or imitate him in any way, the outline that I thought that he had was good. I've preached this text before, so I'm familiar with it. But what I heard T.D. Jakes say that I thought would be interesting for us. Is that whenever a minister comes to the scripture text, that minister is going to bring his or her perspective. Your experiences, your understanding, your life exposure comes into how you see and interpret what comes across. And I say that because there was some similarity in how Jake's was raised and how I was raised. And I bring that perspective to the passage tonight. That I was raised here in Birmingham in a two-parent home with eight, nine, ten, twelve other siblings. Ours and everybody else's, but but my parents, what what they they were strict on us. They didn't they didn't let us do whatever we wanted to do. When when we would go to town with Mama, you 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 couldn't get on the people' furniture. And you couldn't run loose in the store. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I, I've seen other people let their children just do whatever. But, but my parents were, were, were strict. I mean, if a boy or someone came to our house, they were interrogated. If they came to see one of my sisters, My daddy had no shame in asking who are you, who are your folk, where you live, where you come from, where your parents work, all of that kind of stuff, because they were responsible. When we would leave home, we had to have a time that we had to be back. We, we couldn't just be gone and, and, and stay gone and, and come in whenever we wanted to because that was the, the, the parenting model in which I grew up with. And as a result of that, when I look at this passage of scripture, I bring to the text a measure of that strict parenting and I see a problem here. I, I see a, a, a problem where the parents of Jesus let him down because what is exposed in the text is a classic. Chaotic moment of abandonment. Now you, you you got to understand that abandonment is not good for no one. Uh, you 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 can you you can have a house, and 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 you you don't have to do anything to the house, but just leave it alone for a while. Abandon it for a little while. And I promise you, it will begin to deteriorate yes, on its own. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, no, no water running through the pipes. Right. No walking on the floors. No flushing of the toilet. No lights being turned on. And, and soon, spider webs will, will appear. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and, and the house will begin to deteriorate for being left alone. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are, are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Not only a, a, a house, but a car. Mm-hmm. Put that car in the garage yeah. and don't drive it for a year. Mm-hmm. Nobody has to bother it. Nobody have to do anything to it, but when you go back to it again, It won't even start because the battery would have died. Are you hearing me? And and other things will go wrong. The holes will burst all because of abandonment. May I help you understand that if it's true of a house, And if it's true of a car, what will it do when people have been abandoned? I I, I, I want you to understand that that when you have been left alone, destructive kinds of things begin to happen. Out of all of the things, when God was creating the world, when he came to the human, he said, it is not good for man to be alone. And and some people who, who are listening tonight, some people who may be here tonight, may have suffered or is suffering because at some point in your life, you may have been abandoned. There, there are countless numbers of sorrow stories of why kids turn out the way that they do. And somewhere, some mother may have abandoned a child, and you may have been that child. It may have been for a good reason, but, but you, know, you know what it does to a person. When a person has been abandoned, we see the symptomatic effects in people's lives. People have social disorder. They can't get along with other folk. They won't even let other people in. Romantic relationships and friendships suffer because when people have been abandoned, They put up their guards and they won't allow someone else to get close to them because they don't want to experience the feeling of rejection that comes as a result of being left again. And and I'm saying to you that I, I see all of that in the text tonight. And I want to raise the question what would have caused Mary and Joseph, godly people, hand picked parents by God Himself, to abandon? They're a twelve-year-old child in Jerusalem. Now, now now I'm talking about this because my my mama, you you we can it's easy to lose a child for a moment. But not, not 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 a long time. Because see where where you Come here. See, when my mama said it's time to go, it was time to go. And 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 you could not give your opinion about wanting to stay. It, when she said get up, then you had to get up. When she said let's go, then it was Let's go. And it's because she was and they were responsible. How many know that responsible people will get on your nerve? <laughs> because responsible people would w- w- be checking you when you come home. Where you, where you get that from? Who, who's that with you? What you bringing in my house? That, that wasn't something I bought. Where, where, that, where those clothes come from? Uh, re- re- responsible parents, are you hearing me? And, and, and to think that that these godly parents, Mary and Joseph, I'm talking about, who had hid Jesus in Egypt to keep him from being killed by fa- by by Herod, are now at this moment where they have abandoned this boy and left him by himself in Jerusalem. Now I have been to Jerusalem and Jerusalem is a fairly large city today. And at a feast time when there were so many pilgrims of people there, you can imagine What in the world would be going through a boy's mind? He was just 12. But look at the narrative. The narrative say that that they went up every year to the feast of the Passover. Now, I need you to be with me now. Come on, y'all got to help me now. The, the the feast uh had turned into a festival, a celebration, a a a a a a a series of activities that occurred every year. And 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 Mary and Joseph and Jesus and whoever else may have been in the family by now would go to Jerusalem for the feast every year. Kind of like the classic. Used to seeing the same friends. Gathering almost in the same place. It, It became a big party. It became a big barbecue. Lambs were killed. Meat was served. Wine flowed. People had a good time. Josephus, the Jewish historian, said that at Passover, it would be as many as a million people in Jerusalem for the Passover. So it was, it was a, a big yeah. celebration, a festival, a feast, a, a party, yeah. oh Lord. But the party or the festival or the feast was designed originally to celebrate yeah. their escape right. from Egypt, right. from, from the night that God, Told Moses and the children of Israel to take a, a, a lamb and, and to kill the lamb and and to uh, take the blood of the lamb and put it over the doorpost and lintel, and when the death angel would come down through Egypt that night, he would pass over the households of those Jews who had followed the instruction. What, 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 what I want you to, to, to hear tonight is that these parents of Jesus, they had come to the festival, but the festival had lost its meaning. Because they were bringing, listen to me, the Passover to the Passover. They they were bringing him who would become the Passover lamb to the celebration of what was a shadow. What was a type let me let, 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 let me help you tonight because I, I I I run with the fear in my heart tonight that one of the reasons we're not packed out, and one of the reasons we are so disunified in some way is because the celebrations. Have lost their meaning. Oh man, people went through Christmas, and Christmas was supposed to be the celebration of God becoming man. But people were more concerned about turkeys and toys than they were about Jesus. And Jesus was the last thing on some people's mind. Are y'all going to hear me tonight? And, and even Watch Night. Watch Night, black people gathered in churches years ago, 1861. It was because they believed that they had heard that Abraham Lincoln was going to sign the Emancipation Proclamation on the next day at at should I say at midnight, and they gathered in churches to watch to see if the freedom was going to happen. And, and, and now we're free. We don't we don't think we need to gather now. We we, we don't think we need to celebrate the victory of God snatching us from the throes of how we got here. You you do know that we came to the country in the hulls of slave ships and that we were disengaged from the main course of human living. But Almighty God, through whatever methods he had to do, has set us free, and we don't even want to come out and celebrate the freedom that God has given. See, that's what happens when feasts become festivals, and we become more hung up on the shadow of things rather than the understanding of what it is that we are to celebrate. The Mary and, and, and Joseph had, had, had come and, 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 and this was not Jesus' first feast. The text said every year they had come. But, but, but the 12th year was a turning point. Oh Lord. Uh, if, if you let me preach it tonight, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try my best to help you see something here because I believe, see, a a, a turning point is a shift. It's a change when something occurs. And I I want you to understand, tonight can be a turning point. It can be a shift. It can be a, 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 a moment where destiny is redefined it can be a moment where bad mistakes can be corrected but you got to understand what you need to know and, and and i think that 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 because they got so hung up in the festival and in the feast and in the celebration of the feast they forgot Jesus. See, Jesus is not the shadow of things to come. Jesus is not a joke. Jesus is not a type. The Passover lamb that they were there to celebrate was the type. Jesus was the real deal. Let me, let, 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 let me help you. What I'm trying to say is that sometimes what we already have is of more value than what we're trying to get. Listen, if you already got the Lord, why in the world would you be trying to go crazy in a celebration trying to get a type? When the real deal is already here. There there, there are going to be folk tonight that's not going to even know when tomorrow came. Because they're going to be celebrating and looking for something. And don't even understand what they're looking for. And, And what you already have is already better than anything that you're going to find in the festival. The festival was about him, see? He is the Passover. He is the Lamb of God. He is our kinsman redeemer. He is the day star. He is the bright and morning sun. He is the lily of the valley. He is the rose of Sharon. He is my all in all. He is my very staff that I lean on. The very rock that I stand on. Or he's nothing at all. He is. And let me tell you something. The writer to the Hebrews said, he that cometh to Jesus must believe that he is. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So I want you to understand why you're chasing it. It's already Available. But Mary and Joseph misunderstood it, and it caused them to have, thirdly, a fallacy in their understanding, a, a, a mistake, a, a, a misunderstanding. They were looking at him, and he was only 12 years old. And they did not yet see the value that was in him. Can I ask you a question? Has God put something in you that's valuable that you might not yet fully understand its value? He was just 12. But what that 12-year-old was going to do, he was going to grow up. And he was going to become a blessing, not just to Mary and Joseph, not just to you and me, but he would grow up and become a blessing to your children and to your grandchildren and to your great-grandchildren and to generations already even unknown. You need to understand when God gives you something, you have to be responsible for what God gives you. Everything the Lord gives you, God wants you to be responsible for it. Listen, don't, 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 don't tell anybody that you don't have time to change the oil on your car. Well, if you're not going to change the oil on the car, don't get a car. If, if you're not going to take care of the husband or the wife that you have, don't get married. If you're not going to take care of the children that God gives you, then take them back. But whatever God gives you, there is an expected responsibility that you have to carry out. And Mary and Joseph misunderstood who he was just because he was 12. Listen, I, I can remember in the early days that, that, that I was working two, it looked like three or four jobs, man, and trying to pastor the church at the same time. I was running here and I was running there. I was running, hurry up, trying to go to sleep so that I could hurry up and wake up to go to work. And hurry up and leave so I could hurry up and pick up children. And hurry up and go to the church for Bible study. And hurry up and go back home to go to sleep. But God. God would have me teaching Bible study. When there wouldn't be nobody in there but me and Vanita. Or me and five or six more. But for 10, 15 years or so. Every Wednesday, we were going to have it, regardless of the weather, whether it be sunshine, rain, sleet, or snow, because I knew that what God had given me responsibility for was one day going to grow up. Are y'all hearing me tonight? I, I, I want you. I want you to understand. Whatever God has placed in your hands, God. Uh, you heard the man say, "Can work it out for good," and some of it just have to grow before you recognize its value. And Mary and Joseph missed it because the Jesus. Was only a twelve year old, and 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 and, and they left him yeah, yeah. in Jerusalem. Yeah. Listen, he 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 wasn't there when they packed up. Yeah, no. Looked like to me somebody would have said, "Where is Jesus?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my folk would have said, "Where is that boy?" Yeah, yeah. When 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 they started on, on the wagon train or the road back home. Looked like somebody would have said, where is he? Looked like somebody would have checked it out to see that that he that he's not here. Uh, Sometimes they would call the roll. When my aunt would call the house, we all she said sounded alike. So she'd go down the list. Bubba, Skip, Evan, Charles, Ray, Mike, who is that? But they would call the roll. Nobody called the roll in Jerusalem to check on Jesus, to see that he was with them. It was all because they had enjoyed themselves at the feast. They had partied. I don't want to suggest anything that the Bible doesn't say, but it could have been possible that the wine might have been good. It could have been possible that that the lamb that they had had uh, had filled their belly so that they just felt that they needed to just walk it off. And, And they didn't think about Jesus. So I want you you to see the danger of the festival. I I want you to see the problem with the family. The family is supposed to be an incubator. It's supposed to be the place where you grow and you gain your your, your values and understanding. See, you come out of two wombs. You come out of the womb of your mother and, and, and you learn things there. But you also come out of the womb of your family. You pick up values. You live around in a household and you stay in a family 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years. And when you leave that house, you leave that house with those family values. And they left. They left Jesus. They left him in Jerusalem. Uh, How long did they leave him? Do you know that If you had a child missing today, that you couldn't even file a missing person's report until after 24 hours. So Mary and Joseph would not have been able to file a report after six hours. They would not have been able to file a missing Jesus report after eight hours or even 12 hours because they didn't even know that he wasn't there oh Lord here this morning this evening I, 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 I'm I hurting because I, I, I think that the text is teaching us that it's possible that good godly people can lose Jesus and not even know that he's not there. I, I I I think that's the problem. I think that's the problem in twenty one that 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 the pandemic shut people down and people got so used to not having to be at church and they go through their rituals and they go through their home routine, but Jesus is gone, and people don't even know he's gone. And I think that's a tragedy that good, godly people. Some people, man, still come and they could sing, but Jesus is gone. The anointing is not there. Preachers are preaching, but the anointing is not there. Jesus has been left behind. And we're going on about our business. And here we are on the closing moments of 21 getting ready to go into 22 and Jesus is still missing and the sad thing is there are some people who don't even know he's not there and so Mary and Joseph go a whole day before they discovered that he was not there. And then then they had to go on a three-day search. So it really wasn't one day. It really was four days without fellowship with Jesus. Four days and a 12 year old boy is left in a big city like Jerusalem. Four days. Where did he eat? Where did he sleep? Because four days means four nights. For a 12 year old to be loose on the streets Without the love and support of his parents. See, that's what's wrong with some of us, isn't it? Some of you were left too soon in life. And you had to grow up by yourself. And you had to be grown before it was time. Because somebody left you to fend for yourself. Now I know, I understand what it's like to be in a large household and mama and daddy have to go to work and somebody, usually the oldest kid, have to be in charge of everybody else to make sure that everybody ate and everybody slept. But they had a plan to make sure that the family was still taken care of. Can you imagine a 12-year-old boy loose in Birmingham? New York City. Loose in New Orleans on Bourbon Street. Loose on the strip in Vegas by himself. Four days. Are you seeing what I'm saying to you today? It, it, It almost makes you mad. But you know, look at what happened. Because I'm preaching tonight about a turning point. After Mary and Joseph did not find Jesus among their friends and among their acquaintance and family members, they did turn around. And they went back to Jerusalem. And they came to Jerusalem and they found him. Now this is one theological place where it's all right to say we found the Lord. Most of the other times it's inappropriate for us to say we found the Lord because the Lord is not lost. We're the ones lost. But but on this occasion Mary and Joseph found the lord and they found him in the temple now i need i need i need i need you to see the scene because when they find jesus uh, they, they, they they blame him son mary says why have you dealt thusly with us can i can i, can I pause and just help somebody here tonight because, see, you mad and you want to blame the Lord for your mistakes, for your walking off and leaving him. Things did not go your way maybe this year, but some of it is because of what you did or because of what you didn't do. You left Jesus. He was just 12. You walked away from him, but yet you want to blame him. The parents were the responsible ones. It was their responsibility to keep up with him. And I want some people to know tonight that it's your responsibility to keep up and check with the Lord. I like the song the men sang around here, can't let a day go by without praising his name. Anybody here, can you imagine what it would be like four days and no Jesus? Four days and no conversation? Four days and no prayer? Four days and no thank you, Lord? Four days and no help me, Jesus? Man, four hours and I'm messed up. Four minutes and I'm already going down the wrong trail. But four days without the Lord and some people have gone throughout 2021 without Jesus and thinking that 2022 is somehow magically going to be better. Well, you got to know what Mary and Joseph did. They turned, and they went back, and they found him. So let me let let, 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 me, let me help you because it was a turning point for them. But it was also a turning point for Jesus. I, I want you to see him standing here now between two fathers. His Earthly surrogate father and his heavenly father. And I I, I I don't know, man. It it took a lot of courage because I had an earthly father that would have been hard for me to have said some to. And Jesus said, What 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 do you mean what I've done? <laughs> Didn't you know that I had to be about my father's business. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, I preach too fast sometimes. In, in other words, Jesus is saying, listen, Joseph. I, I understand who you are. And I don't need Mari Povic to say that you are not the father. I don't need a, a a test to tell you that you are not my my father. I recognize that you were a caretaker, and I realized that you were given a responsibility. But but see, when you you left me, and and you, and you left me for four days and. During that period of time, I had a chance to discover who I am. And and, and so now I know who I am. I know whose I am. Uh, And because I know who I am, you're not going to be able to treat me the way you used to treat me. Oh, Lord, I wish somebody would hear me tonight. Because, see, for Jesus, it was a turning point. He had discovered now who he was. If you want to make 22 a better year than 21, you got to discover who you are. You got to discover whose you are. You got to understand that destiny lies in front of you. You got to know that there's more to me than what has shown up now. Because I've understood from conversations that I had who I am. And I'm not who you think I am. I'm not somebody you're going to be able to push around and treat any kind of way. My DNA tells me that I belong to my father. And my father is rich in houses and land. He holds the wealth of the world in the hollow of his hand of rubies and diamonds, of silver and gold. I know who I am. When he woke me up this morning, he reminded me of who I am. When trouble rise, I don't have to panic because I know who I am. It was a turning point. For Jesus. And tonight. Can be. A turning point. For you. It can be a turning point. To clear up. The mistakes. Of yesterday. Yes you have to say Lord. I walked out on you. I left you behind. But I'm determined tonight. That I'm not going home without my Jesus when Mary and Joseph got back to Jerusalem they were determined that they were not going to leave there without him and this can be a turning point for someone tonight to understand that I won't go yes I may have slipped I may have gotten hung up in my own feast I may have gotten lost in my own vision I may have gotten hung up On my own things. And I left you Lord. But tonight I'm coming back. And I'm coming back seeking you. Because it's you that I need. And you who I want. In my life. That's one turning point. For someone else. You may be at the same point that Jesus is. Or was. That here was everybody there to celebrate. Something that they forgot what they were to celebrate. And he was the one that they were to celebrate. And he discovered who he was. And he discovered where his destiny lie. That there was something in his future that God had planted inside of him that needed some more maturing before it was ready to manifest itself. I wish tonight that someone would recognize that there's something in you that has not yet developed but it will develop and it will bless and it will become what the world doesn't even understand. What I like about the text is that after this confrontation with Jesus standing between two fathers the Bible said Jesus was subject to them he went home with them see this was the last account of the boy Jesus it would take 18 more years before he would show up again and go into the baptismal pool and come out and when he came out then he said "The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel Jesus understood look at what the text said say he went home with Mary and he went home with Joseph and he grew touch somebody said don't miss it because that's what I want to speak to you tonight as a close he grew God got increase in your life. God got increase for somebody for the new year. But you got to be willing to grow. Listen, how did Jesus grow? He grew in wisdom. God gave wisdom first. See, aren't you glad that God gives us wisdom before he gives us stuff? Because if he just gave you stuff and you didn't have the wisdom that you need, you'll mess up the stuff that you got. So you got to grow in wisdom to be able to handle the stuff God's going to give you in the new year. He grew in wisdom. He grew in stature. He grew in favor with God and man. I speak that tonight over somebody to hear tonight. If you can hear it, God wants to give you favor with God and man he'll bring the right people into your space he'll put the right circumstances right where you can take advantage of it so that your life can be elevated that job that you've been looking for that promotion that you've been waiting on you need favor with God and man and so I came tonight to speak increase God will give you in the new year if you don't make the mistake that Mary and Joseph made they were good godly people but they left Jesus don't make that mistake don't leave Jesus in 21 make sure you check with him and that he's with you as you go into 22 and I guarantee you he'll give you another chance Anybody believe he'll give you another chance? He'll give you another chance to get it right. He'll give you another chance. Even though you stumble, even though you've fallen, even though you've made mistakes, even though you've tripped over things, even though you've forgotten, God is ready now. If you turn back to him to give you another chance. Doors of the church are open. Doors open. Choir's gonna come now. And gonna sing another chance, another chance, another chance. I'm glad God gave me another chance. Come on, doors open. Anybody, turn now. This is a turning point for you. If you're home, it can be a turning point. If you're here, it can be a turning point. A letter, Christian experience, candidate for baptism. Doors no, friends, this is your friend again, Dr. Michael Wesley, Senior Pastor of Greater Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama. And I'm back again to talk about this book. We've introduced this book to you before, and we want to tell you a little bit more about it today. We want to talk today about the impact that materials can have. All of us are impacted by something, We're impacted by experiences. We're impacted by things that we have heard and seen and experienced in our life. And this book really shares a lot of the impact that has been made in my life through 48 years or 45 years of being married, 50 years of being with the same lady. And I tell you, when I first got married, there were a lot of things I just did not know. But over the years and over the times, I've gained tremendous insights. And I've written down those insights and made them available in this book. Friends, in addition to the book that we have been discussing, So You Want to Be Married, I've also been fortunate enough to share insight and impact through other books that we have written. The first book that we ever wrote was When God Changes a Church it becomes the church for the unchurched. The second book is a very important book, Pathways to Church Growth, Reaching the Unchurched. And the third book, Everybody Deserves a Good Funeral. I've seen so many funerals, I've participated in quite a number, and there are mistakes sometimes that are made. This book gives great insight and comfort to those who are going through the process. And finally, the book that we're featuring today, So You Want to Be Married. Follow the prompts on the screen and find out how these impactful books may also impact your life. Friends, this is Michael Wesley, Senior Pastor of Greater Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama. We really appreciate all of the love and support that you have shown to us through these broadcasts. We've been hearing from people and our friends all over, and we want you to pray about being a supporter and a prayer partner and a supporter of this television ministry. If you believe the Holy Spirit has ministered the Word of God to you and you'd like to see this ministry continue and to share it with your friends, please consider being a supporter. Follow the prompts on the screen. We would love to hear from you.